right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Take Me to Your Leader podcast. This is our episode two. And this is Ron Clark with my co-host. Evan Bartley. And we're coming to you today with a special guest. Uh, we are on episode two, so we got a lot of feedback on episode one. So we'll talk about that real quick. Yeah. Um, the uh, number of listens are just through the roof. I mean, it's up there, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think... Uh, and the sponsors are knocking, knocking at the door, knocking down the door. Uh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> gonna have to figure out which ones we actually use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, lots of feedback on episode one. Uh, one, who the heck are you guys? Right. Yeah. <laughs> My brother, he said he was like, man, it took me like ten minutes to figure out. Who you guys were, and I already know who you are. He's my brother, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we should probably go yeah. over that. Ron, what do you what do you do, man? Okay, so my name is Ron Clark. I'm vice president of the service division here at Warwick, yeah. and I've been here about twelve years. Okay, going on twelve years. And uh, who are my, you? My name is Evan Bartley, and I'm the director of information technology. Been here for two and a half years at uh, Warwick Mechanical Group, yeah. and with us today is Jeff Osterloo. He is the uh, Vice President of the Industrial Division. And just a, a little bit of background info. I mean, we, we all work for the same company. Um, and there's a few different divisions. We've got service represented here. We've got industrial represented. We also have a construction division. We also have a fabrication division. Uh, we also have a uh, sheet metal division, really it's a sheet metal company, Metna mm-hmm. Roberson. Mm-hmm. Um, all really interesting work that is uh, represented there with with all that uh, with all those divisions. So, also uh, people should know you've been around seventy years, going on seventy one, I think. Um, yeah, it's a long time. And uh, uh, we're about a hundred and twenty and hundred forty million dollar revenue overall with all those divisions you mentioned. And uh, we're in the state of Virginia, but mostly focused on Central Virginia's and uh, Hampton Roads. We do some work in Northeastern North Carolina. So uh, that's kind of our footprint. Headquartered here in Newport News, Virginia, is our corporate office. Uh, The sheet metal division that you mentioned, they have an office over there, uh, south side uh, in Chesapeake. So, and then we have an office up there in uh, Central Virginia. Yep, So Richmond. Yep. Very good. So that's that's yeah. about us. So that now people know who we are. Yep. And when all those new listeners are listening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, we we started the podcast really as like a way. We've said it last time. Great stories with great leaders, and um, the idea was to allow people to to. Uh, hear about some of these stories. There's so many great stories with the leadership here, and. Um, that really have have shaped the leadership and have shaped the company. And uh, as as a company grows, it's really hard to feel like you're in touch with that, you know, and to actually have those stories um, come across. And because it's impossible to sit down with everybody and tell all these stories. So, you know, uh, as you and I, I mean, we get to to interface with leadership frequently, and so we. Um, are sitting in offices and we, we hear about a story. We're like, man, I wish, wish everybody could hear yeah, about this, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that was sort of the goal, uh, started out as an internal thing. And now really the world is like, oh man, we got to hear more. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking of the world, uh, yeah. there was some feedback from, uh, your wife, right? On the podcast. <laughs> yeah. In, in her <laughs> surprised voice, she said, 
it was actually good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my, my top comment was from my mom, and uh -huh. she said, yeah, it was great, but I couldn't see you at all. <laughs> it's not a video, Mom. <laughs> to her credit. So, yeah. The, for, the intro is a video right. podcast. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to see us, uh, I don't know why anybody would. Yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's at the beginning. Yeah. Uh -huh. But your fa you, uh, what's your, you said your favorite comment, though. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So people <laughs> just send it to them, and they're like, you know, it sounded like a real podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, did you think it wasn't? Did you? Or did you? Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. We sound like a real podcast. Yeah. We sound One day totally, we'll be a yeah, real podcast. And it's funny. It's like, um, yeah. I keep they're still letting us do it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I go to post this. It'll be taken down. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to do it anymore. That would that actually be okay with me. You uh, hate so, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I am excited about our our guest uh, today. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit about Jeff Osterloh and uh, hear some of his story. I feel like we should give credit to um, the, the brag sheet idea came from Dadville. Dadville is another podcast that I that I, I do recommend. I mean, only after you listen to our podcast, but right. um, especially if you're dad, you're a dad or, you know, a dad or you have a dad or you. I don't know. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something to do with dads. Yep. Uh, so anyway, they, they do that. And I, I think it's a really cool idea uh, to, to sort of honor the people that are um, taking the time out to listen to you ramble. Um, and so Jeff graduated from the University of Missouri. You worked uh, 23 years at Anheuser-Busch. You uh, came on board six years ago with Warwick as the uh, industrial VP. And in his six years here, uh, the revenue of the industrial division has grown from 11 to 23 million and um also i think been, maybe i had my numbers I, transposed i think yeah, yeah Ron, it's more closer to 40 million i was right? impressed that you weren't taking notes <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> uh, so yes when uh, I first we shortchanged them on the growth there <laughs> Don't, so don't the brag sheet is now kind of like a drag sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Ron. I tell you what, I'm going to let you read these from now on. <laughs> You're reading them, so obviously they're your responsibility. So, so <laughs> you should fact check um, your brag sheet. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is going so just, on. So just to keep these two guys moving on here, the revenue in the industrial division was around $12 million in 2016. That's when you came on. And we're uh, we're looking at a target this year of forty two million. Okay, man, wow, how cool is that? I, it's way cooler when he says it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then when you read the brag sheet, yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. He said, but did you get this right though? He's been married for thirty years. Yeah. To Betsy. Yes. And has great. two sons. Mm -hmm. Don't you also That's have great. a granddaughter? That was. And uh, I'm recently became a grandfather. Yes. Oh. Awesome. That is cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, they live, are they in Montana? That's correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My son moved out there. He also played football at Virginia Tech, so that's kind of yeah. That's cool. nice thing, too. Nice. So. How, how long ago was that? Well, that was, Virginia I think he finished in like 2018. Okay. He was yeah, recruited by Beamer, though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. Wow. But he was his last year, was, was he, he there when he Beamer started, left? Or? 
No, he was there with the new uh, okay, Puente. So he, okay, all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. <laughs> Jeff, um, Jeff recently uh, joined me. I don't know when this was, and he doesn't. He probably. Oh no, I bet you do remember what it was because you had COVID, um, and you joined a virtual meeting, and I just remember seeing Jeff. Um, I know that you were uncomfortable because you had COVID, but just the, his, he was sitting in a room that was like the very inviting, like dark paneled, um, man cave, have man cave. Yeah. Sort of man cave. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That was cool. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything on this, uh, brag sheet about mountain biking. You know that, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff is an avid mountain biker, avid mountain biker, been through the handlebars numerous times, right? Oh yeah. The ribs, <laughs> shoulders, knees, shins. It's like mm. a, that's, that's exciting. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's often, a good workout. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go and I'll leave here. Actually, yeah. yeah. When you're when you're mountain biking, breaking bones, that's a good workout. That's oh, yeah, yeah. When was the last time you broke a bone mountain biking? Uh, I gotta be honest, it's been a little while now. You get a little better. Well, that as means it goes yeah. On. yeah, yeah. You get yeah. you get better. Have fallen yeah. off the peloton early on. <laughs> I, I I figured out how to go over my handlebars while going uphill. <laughs> wow! Early, See? yeah, talent. So, man, talk about <laughs> upward really mobility. Sh- yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, now we need a rim shot. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I think okay. there's one on this. I don't know. Hold yeah. on, I'm just gonna push a button. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that might be applause. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right, we are such amateurs. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so, All right, uh, Sid. yeah. And Jeff, where did you, where'd you grow up? So I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, went to high school there. Went to University of Missouri. Um, out of college, I actually worked for a mechanical contractor and did that for a few years. I was a controls person. A little weird because I'm an electrical engineer working yeah. mm. for mechanical contractors. <laughs> uh, but uh, when I, then I went to work for Anheuser Busch, obviously corporate in St. Louis there, and, and uh, moved all around the country. I've always been technical in nature. Yeah, whether I was on uh, capital construction, project engineers, maintenance, um, and, and I'm probably going to come back to that a lot. So, so I had a lot of different experiences that really kind of led me to where I am today, right here. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. so Missouri was the hometown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, and did you say you were le- you were electrical engineer? I'm that electrical was your degree. engineer. I have a degree in yeah. electrical engineering and okay. computer engineering. Wow. Well, all right. Yeah. Mm. Man, so you could be in your That's IT department. Awesome. Uh, but I haven't done looking any of that for a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, okay. And cool. Anheuser Busch, uh, when you were there, um, big corporation, right? So you probably started near the bottom, right? Absolutely. Contractor. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Contract first, make sure you fit, and then, yeah. then you come on, and then. Uh, it really started the, the process of moving. I have, I was trying to think of all the different cities <laughs> I have done construction projects in. Wow. And, and you think of Anheuser-Busch as just beer, but they've got a metal container company. They've got packaging companies. They used to have Eagle Snacks, you know, oh, so yeah. nut plants. And, oh, wow. Uh, bakeries. They had Earth Grains was uh, their bread line. And oh, wow. So I did a lot of different projects. It was never the same thing twice. Did they move you from project to project? Or it was typically travel, uh, travel two yeah. weeks on the road, a weekend home, wow. you know, and do that for six to 12 months at a time. Wow. Um, and, and when my first son came along, uh, 
I was actually working in Minnesota at the time, but uh, it was that point I'm like, you know, this construction lifestyle doesn't fit with the, the family lifestyle I want. And, yeah. uh, you know, kind of approached my management and said, I don't mind moving out of St. Louis, but I got to be with my family. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they moved me to LA and that kind of started the, the family moves across the United States. We've moved, well, we were in LA, we went to Fort Collins, Colorado, Columbus, Ohio, and now here in Williamsburg. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. wow. Been all over. Yep. Yeah. Um, so did it, it was there a point where you you had your son so that that part but there's a was there a point that you're like you know i think i might want to manage other people or be in leadership or you know when, when did the sure. it might not have sure. been a light bulb moment but you know <laughs> um, i don't know that it was necessarily a light bulb moment i think i was always kind of wired to want that yeah. um uh, you know obviously a big company has a lot of layers and you're coming in on the, the front line um you know you want to grow well, i wanted to grow i didn't want yeah. to stay in that position I wanted, yeah. I wanted to own areas both when i was doing construction and whatnot but uh really what happened in uh la it was a huge expansion you know multi-year and as it's winding down like any construction job you know resources begin to get pulled out of the construction trailers and you know it's down to just like a a few of us left, right? And and my boss isn't telling me where I'm going, what I'm doing. And, and as a construction guy, my fear was they're going to tell me to move somewhere and leave my family in L.A., oh, which gotcha. was even worse than leaving them in St. Louis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, that, at that point, I left the corporate structure. And when we moved to Fort Collins, Colorado, I went to work for the brewery itself, oh, okay. so more production-oriented environment. Um, and that's, uh, I have a lot of great experience there from managing, um, learning to manage. You know, I, I, I transferred over, I actually kind of took a demotion and worked shift work oh, really? for a while. And I told myself, I'm going to hang in there with shift work for five years and <laughs> see if I can't advance. And, yeah. and fortunately, it was only uh, like two years <laughs> <laughs> before. I, and, and so I kind of moved up the, the hierarchy, if you will mostly in maintenance, um, had a goal to be, you know, technical, I'm an engineer, right? Yeah. Construction. Uh, so I, I worked on packaging lines, maintenance, owning a maintenance area in the lines responsible for electrical and instrumentation. And, and then, uh, I moved into the powerhouse and became responsible for all the, the utility operations of the brewery. So my goal was to become what's called a senior resident engineer. That is kind of the, the, executive level engineer in a brewery oh okay um, and how many people would you be over if you were doing that at the time that's probably uh 25 to 30 okay. people yeah um, so it's a big leadership role it's it's yeah. considered to, like being on the executive team yeah gotcha is what gotcha. it is but uh and i thought i was working on a path towards that but the uh the upper management who manages all the little nine box moves. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, <laughs> but you know, succession planning and everything. Uh, they decided that I really would be better off moving to Columbus, Ohio and leaving my comfort zone of technical roles and moving into a operations role. Uh, so I was responsible for all of the production on three bottle lines and a can line. 
in Columbus, Ohio. In Columbus, Ohio. Huh. And uh, again, I got, I don't know when I start laying in my stories for y'all, but <laughs> you know, that was a gut-wrenching experience for me. I'm happy in Fort Collins. I'm four-wheel driving every week. I'm camping. <laughs> I got Rocky Mountains. Fishing. Fishing, trout fishing, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, um, just my family's happy, and now we're going to Columbus, Ohio. So was it was it was it like your uh, immediate boss came in and said, "Hey, we got a plan that we think would be better. It, we want you to move." Is that how? It, yeah, it kind of came up from uh, the, the the senior resident engineer is my boss, yeah. and you know, there's a corporate version of him and 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 the plant manager and and I was really wishy-washy, and, and this is this is a lesson for me. Um, I remember distinctly, Glenn took me into his plant manager office. I'm Glenn, I, I don't know, I've never run production, I don't know what to do, I, I, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm nervous about it, right? And, and he, he just says, you're never gonna feel ready. Yeah. You just gotta do it. So, so that's, a, to me, when I was kind of thinking about the day, that's a leap of faith kind of thing, right? You gotta just do it. And you know, it's something I would share. That you gotta be ready. I mean, you may, you know, maybe as an engineer, I I'm always want things to be kind of perfect and you know, everything's lined up and I can go now. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, you know, so, so, so we left. And it turned out to be probably a pivotal moment in my career for me. Um, and, uh, Got the family there, got settled. Different world in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Right. Uh, probably the best neighborhood I've ever lived in with my family. I could go out on my my front door, walk out, crack a Bud Light open, and we'd be having a fire that night. <laughs> the neighbors were awesome, right? Yeah. So, so that was a trade-off compared to you know being up fishing in the woods and stuff. Yeah. Uh, back to how it helped me grow, though. You guys aren't talking much. I told you I had like no. hours and hours. No, of no, no, no. <laughs> so, so anyway, we'll so cut all this out. No. <laughs> but uh, so here I am, having always been in a technical role. Now I'm all of a sudden moving from what's really a kind of a sleepy brewery. Fort Collins would produce. They'd start up Sunday nights and run all week, and on Friday be shut down and do cleaning and maintenance on the weekends, mm -hmm. and then start back up on Sunday night. Columbus, Ohio was an oversold brewery, so you couldn't make enough cases of beer ever. <laughs> and the, the the model was you could run for two weeks and then you get a, a shift for cleaning and then a couple shifts for maintenance. Wow. And uh, I was, well, any new jobs, the fire hose, right? <laughs> so, right. you know, I'm rolling in it. 5, 5.30 in the morning, shift changes at 7, we got a you know, production meeting at 8, and, and it's all for me all about trying to figure out what happened for the two shifts I wasn't there. Production-wise, what do we need to adjust, how do we get there, and well, on top of that, we fell behind, and now my maintenance window's cut out, and oh. I, I don't get to shut down and properly maintain my equipment, and then the, the equipment doesn't run as well, right? And then it's like this just mad cycle. It's like a vicious Cy cycle, yeah. cycle that you can't get out of. And uh, I was miserable. Um, you know, I wasn't seeing daylight because I was yeah. up in early, out late. And, uh, 
and um, AB had this industrial psychologist that would come around <laughs> and came into my office one day. I'm pretty sure the plant manager said, you need to go talk to this Osterlo guy. <laughs> this engineer's pulling his hair up. Oh, man, yeah. So, uh, but, but what I learned from that was, you know, I was, I'm focused on the job. I'm focused on the task. I'm committed to getting things done. And, and there was this thing you probably heard, um, managing by walking around. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would walk around my lines. I got, you know, this big chunk of real estate out in the, um, production packaging area that's mine I'm responsible for I'm responsible for the people the maintenance you know the yeah. finances the all of that and I would walk around and I think I probably had my eyes on the ground about 10 feet in front of me hands in the pocket I was looking at things you know I'm looking at 30 bottle fillers and you know I'm I'm seeing it but yeah. but I'm not engaging anybody around me I'm hmm. walking around like a mope kind of <laughs> And the, the psychologist says, you know, that's a message to your people, right? Mm, I'm like, uh, ah. <laughs> so there's there another you, lesson yeah. for me, right? That, you know, you got to engage. And, you know, so I learned, I learned that it's not just walk past that dirty filler, but stop, go up on the platform, talk to the operator, find out what's going on in their world, find out, you know, what their struggle is, because nobody wants the filler to be dirty. But so why is it? And, yeah. and, you know, it just helped me really learn um, when you're when you're the manager, people are looking at you, whether you realize it or not. Right. So. right. Now, was that outside your comfort zone? Would you say? Like, were you comfortable walking oh, around yeah. not doing anything? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I like not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always more comfortable doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Clark. I'm the Vice President of the Service Division over at Warp Mechanical Group, and today's sponsor is Enterprise Fleet Management. When it comes to your business mobility, how you and your employees get around, you want your fleet of vehicles to be efficient, productive, and scalable. Enterprise Fleet Management is ready to help you get the most out of your fleet. Enterprise Fleet Management specializes in developing and managing fleet of vehicles. Whether you have five vehicles in your fleet or 5,000 vehicles in your fleet, Enterprise can work with you to get the most out of your fleet. Enterprise Fleet Management realizes each organization is unique from specific logistic challenges to your purpose and your priorities. At Enterprise, they listen to your challenges and customize a mobility solution to meet your needs. So go with Enterprise Fleet Management and start driving business today. So Evan, did you know that I and the service division have about 70 vehicles with Enterprise Fleet Management? Really? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, they do a great job <clears throat> and uh, they've helped, helped us actually save some money, which is always good, saving some money. Well, I know vehicles right now are like, Super expensive. I mean, they've always been expensive, right. but especially right now, it seems like it would be almost impossible to keep a fleet of vehicles on the road. Yeah, and you think about us, like we have a technician. So if he doesn't have his van, his tools, we're not billing for him. We can't, right? right. He's on the sideline, right? So I still have to pay him. So every hour that they're down, I lose money. We lose money. Right. You work here too, right? Yes. So, 
Enterprise helps with making sure that the vehicles stay up to best condition, make sure they're running, reliable, but also if you've seen our fleet, it's fairly new looking. Because, yeah, I mean, it's a good, yeah, it's like a mobile billboard, right? Yeah, so yeah. That's, and it, it uh, Enterprise helps us maintain the most up-to-date vehicle, right? Sure. Because we're leasing them. But when you turn one in, you get some of that value back on the next vehicle. So ideally, yeah. after a few years of working with Enterprise, you know, it, the cost that you're talking about actually goes down and our vehicles are newer. So it's really worked out. But, yeah, in those situations where a van does, because it does happen, right, gets broken down or, or we're getting an accident, something like that, they're right there to make sure we have a spare van something. or something yeah. else to, to plug right in to, to keep, keep the guy moving. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been great. So I'm glad to hear that they're a sponsor of this episode. It was out of your comfort zone that you're like, okay, i got to start investing in my people or right. or, or paying right. attention to what, right. what's going on. Yeah. Okay. You know, right. a lot of my experience, obviously, because so many years at Anheuser-Busch, uh, you know, pull on that, right? We had a lot of training. I didn't get to become even a, an area manager without going through these psychological tests. They used to do like this 400-page, four, excuse me, 400-question multi-part exam, you know, and then they'd figure out what kind of personality you are from yeah. it. And they'd ask you, like, on one question, do you like swimming at night in deep water? And then the next, you know, 300 questions later, are you afraid of drowning in a, in a, a boat, you know? Deep water oh, Deep water, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what are they doing? Here? But but I had a lot of, you know, it all really kind of layered as, as over the years I'm, I'm receiving. I've been to Dr. Covey, Seven Habits, you know, 360s, you know, all sorts of great little training. I mean, AB had a you know, robust training plan, leadership essentials, uh, yeah. all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, really, I learned through that. You know, you asked him, like, was I comfortable? Was I out of my? I was out of it. But yeah. I learned that, right? right? I know, I know my disc, my right. style's the C. Yeah. I, 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 it's hard for me. This is a stressor here today. Right? right. I'm mm -hmm. not that kind of person normally. So. Uh, I think I'm better at it because it's just been a lot of years of being in management and, right. you know, repeated classes, exercise, practice, well, and et cetera. It's, so, <clears throat> you know, for some of the listeners, it's another leadership quality that you know it's going to take you energy every day to do what you got to do. Um, that's all of us. It's like we've, we know where our weak spot or blind spot maybe mm -hmm, is. And mm -hmm. if you know that and you work on it a little bit, you know, you know it's gonna take you some energy and that's okay, but you know, you learn over the years how much you need to do it, right? Right. You know? Right. And how important it is. And and one of the things as I was kinda of thinking about today is I actually kinda of got energized by it a little bit. And one of the things I found gratifying was helping my employees get promoted. Mm. You know, and so that's knowing enough about what they want, knowing what they need from a you know, career ladder perspective. And, and yeah. uh, I just found that really rewarding when I started having, you know, as a, as a assistant operation manager was kind of the, that was the role in Columbus. But so I had multiple layers of people underneath me and being able to watch a frontline manager move up to an area manager and or move up to a different division or transfer to a different brewery and get a promotion. Uh, just really found that to be rewarding. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah, that's good. So, so you you were kind of getting to this, I think, at one point, but um, we had what drives you? Like what what when you wake up in the morning now, or maybe back then, has it changed? You know what 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 drives you? Because you said early on, not quoting you, but you said you were always kind of wired that way to want to, to, to want to yeah. progress and go more and do yeah. more. So, when, so I know you warned when I'm, I know you asked Laura <laughs> what drives you and yeah. you know, so it's got me thinking about it a little bit. <laughs> and uh, I decided it's tequila. No. <laughs> we just set a bottle out here and he just keeps right on going. Yeah. Don't get the pail. I'll keep talking. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I I can't say there's like a every day I wake up and say, oh, I can't wait to go sign that next contract or I can't wait to go find out how much profit this job. Um, I, I, I'm just wired to execute. Yeah. I'm, uh, I always kind of felt like I'm not the guy that comes up with the next uh, great idea for, for a patent. Right. But I'll take a good idea, a great idea, and, and I will work it to be better. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, how can we improve this? And so I guess I am kind of wired for improvement. Yeah. And another thing I was thinking about, how did, how did I get to where I am, who I am today? And, and it starts early, right? Mm-hmm. I think we all know childhood, events, how you're raised, family. But I, one of the things I learned as I was mentioning all these trainings and leadership classes and everything, I was in scouts from uh, mm. Cub through Eagle. Were you uh, an Eagle Scout? Eagle Scout. All right. I've done Scoutmaster, Cubmaster, uh, order, you name it, I've been there at scouts. But one of the events is uh, I was a senior patrol leader, you know, so that's like, uh-huh. as the kids, that's the top dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> in the troop, you know, you know they got to listen to you. But uh, I actually went to a camp for a week called Junior Leadership Training, ah. JLT. And, and uh, it's funny because it, during one of my moves, I'm trying to purge because I got so much stuff, I found my manual. <laughs> <laughs> and I was reading through it. And I'm like, the lessons I was learning at the age of 18 are the lessons I'm learning in all these classes yeah. All these leadership and, and they apply today. Yeah. And and so I think for me, I probably didn't even realize it at the time, right? I'm camping at summer camp in the woods doing these courses and you know I thought I was having fun. Yeah. You know, and, and really I was learning a lot about life. Yeah. A lot life about skills values, and... the, the scout values is everything I always as I go through courses and you know, if you look at the Warwick values and mission, well, you know, the Scout Pledge, yeah. Scout Law, really has been kind of a, a compass for me in my life. Um, yeah. I try to try to do my best to live those. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Were, were you in the Scouts? I was, yeah. You were too? Yeah. Were you Eagle Scout? No, I never made it to Eagle Scout. I'll leave that off your brag sheet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I think yeah. we so, have like a couple of uh, guys that are Eagle Scouts. There are. And, yeah, and, I think and, there's a few. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. You were talking about the um, when you moved into this new position, and it just it was like a fire hose, right? And mm-hmm. it, and then and I can just imagine the stress, especially as. <laughs> For those familiar with the the disc profile, a C is um, very detail oriented. You know, you'll you'll put your head down and really figure out the the 
the mm-hmm. facts and figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can, man, I can just feel the stress of someone that's in that position, not knowing uh, even where to begin, right? And then going through and sort of walk, moving through your leadership responsibilities and figuring out, oh, like these these people are are looking at me, and it really matters how I approach this, mm. right? Mm. And um, the old saying, "Lead by example." Yeah. You know, I just I have a feeling that that's probably <laughs> yeah. one of those things that. Um, might have been in your junior leadership training book, you know, uh, and yeah. it's like, it's funny how those lessons become tangible in such a different way when you move, as you move and, and mature as a leader um, and see how it really impacts those around you. And even though we may be, I feel like all three of us are probably in a, um, a comfort zone to a degree in our, our positions, but at times we feel um, like just really, really busy. I feel like this year we've we've been really busy mm-hmm. and there's just not enough en- enough hours in the day. But as a leader, it is so important to um, give ourselves the margin time to uh, think about other people's perspective, right? And to um, allow that space uh, at least to to consider what other people are seeing and what other people are feeling, and then and not get so caught up in the details, which is really easy for um, for technical people, you know. Sure. And so, sure. yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah, get wrapped around solving a problem as opposed to seeing the whole issue. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> and um, your. Through all of that, I'm sure you had plenty of lessons, both good and bad, right? Yeah. Sometimes the the bad lessons are the ones you learn the most from. But did you have any particular leadership stories that you uh, can remember that uh, either you failed and learned something, or you did something well and learned something? Or oh, I try to forget about all my failures. He <laughs> <laughs> it. That's what the tequila is for. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm sure I, I've had plenty of situations, but I think maybe there's there was a couple of times that. So I talked about Glenn, who said, "You, you got to go, Jeff. Right? You, you, you never feel ready." Well. He was a great leader. He loved his people. You could tell it. And and between him and, and Paul, who was my boss at that time, and this is in Colorado, uh, another great people person. And learned a ton from them about people mm-hmm. um, and care. And and I had another boss at, at Fort Collins, same thing, <laughs> Pat. Pat was the maintenance manager. And I came in, that's why I started there. And uh, he was put in, brought to Fort Collins from Houston to clean up their act. (laughs) (laughs) And he was brutal. (laughs) And we had no hesitation, yelling, screaming. (laughs) Uh, And and I'm leading up to this one event that stuck with me forever, where he's got all all of us maintenance managers, you know, we're we're shift guys, right? He looked over at Robert and said, if you don't get that line running, I'm going to kill you. 
There's one man's So I pretty much said, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's, that's if you're trying own. to find a way to be results driven, <laughs> yeah. like one approach. Junior leadership booklet. I don't see that one. <laughs> no, Kill I, that was in the advanced leadership yeah, booklet. That's that's sure, but you know, if this hits any Anheuser Bush people and gets out there because it's such a widespread. <laughs> Uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, uh, really, I just the say, is, uh, Pat was doing a situational, situational leader. Situ- yeah. uh, he was being a situational leader. Yeah. He was brought in with a task. Yeah. Get rid of the dead weight. Clean it up. Make it run. Produce. And and he actually, um, I think Glenn left. No, no, it was before Glenn. He became the plant manager. And then it was a completely different person. Hmm. Now I saw the other side of Pat where he would go out and connect and engage and, uh, you know, with a much broader audience than he had when he was just in maintenance. So so I learned a little there from him, I think. Mm. I don't know if I'm answering your questions. Yeah, different situation takes a different Different approach. approach. Yeah, right. Hmm. Right. So that was something you learned. Um, What about, uh, so you transitioned out of Anheuser-Busch to come here, and we definitely aren't a big corporation. Yeah. <laughs> you figured yeah. that out, right? So Yeah, so so I did finally get my goal of senior resident engineer. That's what brought me to Williamsburg Brewery. So I was doing that um, nice. for a few years. I don't remember exactly how many, but, uh, you know, and then, of course, through the buyout and everything, I left. Yeah. Probably, I think this is funny, so I'll share it. So <laughs> Please do. That's what we like. Yeah. A lot of years of successful career, promoting, moving up. I didn't have a resume. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had always kind of, you know, every move or every promotion, I would just add the title and, you know, push the, push everything down, add another blank road, <laughs> such and such, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that was, that was it. And, and here I am. Severance style of a company, and I didn't have a clue. <laughs> How do you rebuild a career? Yeah. <laughs> you know, where do you start? Yeah. And, uh, so, so I did that. Learned about LinkedIn. Learned how you, you know, appropriately use your LinkedIn profile. And, but I was networking. Ultimately, it, when it came time, I was ready to kind of get out of my semi-retirement and get back into the work. I started networking and. Uh, one of my son's friends, father owns an engineering firm. I know him from tailgating and all. Yeah. And, you know, call up Arch. Hey, Arch, you know, you, you know anybody in the business? And well, Arch actually, his wife was good friends with Martha, oh. and oh, okay. so got a hold of Royden, and Royden said, "Yeah, have him send his resume in." <laughs> <laughs> so I did, and I thought I was coming in to meet with Royden, but it turned out I was coming in to meet with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was coming into network, so I'm all engineer ready. I got my network discussion ready. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and Steve thought I was coming in to interview. <laughs> uh, I was just going to chat. It had yeah. the, I think he had the executive team lined up for an interview, a panel interview that day. And I'm like, he could tell when he, I'm in his office, he could tell when he said that. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Well, it, it was it was really kind of funny because I think I offended him to, to degree, yeah. you know, and, and I was caught off guard. And, and what had happened was I just didn't even know there was an open position that uh, previous person yeah, in industrial oh, wow. had left 
okay. just shortly before yep. Yep. my resume landed. And yeah. so it was really like a, this perfect timing yeah. of, uh, you know, so we, we, I danced real quick and, and got myself an interview. <laughs> For this, so, went into the bathroom and changed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that was one of those Pat moments, right? Like you had to come back as a different person. For his. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Pat was his name, right? No, I, was- I, I really could have probably just done it right then and there, but it, it just was so weird the yeah. way it, it just transpired. But, yeah. uh, you, you know, mean- I do want to say that that has probably been – you know, I mentioned Columbus was a great move in my career. Warwick is a great move. Yeah. Great company. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, to, to, to leave what I'd done for so long and then land here. Yeah. How fortunate am I? Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm. It's, you, it don't, is, you don't get to, to come into these environments very often. Right. And it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't work here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. You it's, mentioned a couple of names, just for those people that don't aren't familiar with the the company. Royden is the CEO. He's been here for for a long long time. His wife is Martha. So you were coming in to speak with mm-hmm. one of the um, owners of the company, mm-hmm. and you know, just networking. Yeah. Uh, hey, what a, contractors overla- do you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Contractors that are hiring. Right. <laughs> and. Yeah, then you ended up meeting with Steve, who's the the COO and mm-hmm. president, and mm-hmm. along with the um, the executive team. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so, which I could see that happening. <laughs> I could see yeah. that. Yeah, and then we all had to vote on Jeff, and you know, it was a narrow margin, but he made it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the fact that my name is Jeff had yeah. to be worth a few points. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, once again, for those who are not familiar with, <laughs> with Jeff Warwick, is the there most are, yes. used name at Warwick. Yeah, there are. You really have if to. If you want to get a job here, you should probably change your name yeah. to Jeff. Yeah, it's, yep, that's a check mark in the right column. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Do, do you feel like uh, coming over here to Warwick um, – you changed your leadership in any way from how you were leading people at Anarchy? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, in my little retirement phase I was having, there was a lot of education and growth going on. You know, I'm working with a career counselor and, you know, like I mentioned, LinkedIn yeah. and all that. And, and so, um, I came into the job with a different perspective than I had come into any of my other jobs when I moved. And, and it was really. I think the book is first ninety days. Yeah, does that ring a bell? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. So, I I kind of used that as my playbook when yeah. I got here, yeah. and hmm. uh, you know, I made sure I walked around to every single office and came in and carved out ten or fifteen minutes to try to get to know everybody in the office. Now, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that gives a lot you change since, but yeah, that gives yeah. you some. Um, if I remember, and I think it's the same book where it's you ask. You know what? What do you like? What do you not like? What should we keep doing? What should we stop doing? What should we start doing? You know, and lets them, you know, because for Jeff, he's brand new to them. They've been here, and it gives them that whole new voice of, well, this is my boss now, so I'm just going to tell them all. You know, and like I did the same thing when I got here 12 years ago. It was, and it was eye opening, you know. And you start seeing some themes, and you're like, it sounds like. This is what's happening. What's right. going on? Are you saying you're asking the existing employees these questions? Like you kind of go through. I am. Like, I I was more focused on personal aspect, mm-hmm. um, 
but definitely, yeah, what's your role? What do you do? How does it work? Yeah. Um, trying to get the you know, conversation mm-hmm. coming to me, yeah. not me. Say, so, oh, I'm here. I am Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll tell you, here's how it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah. You know, so, and, and then I had to learn the company's business, right? It uh, was different than what I'd been doing. And, you know, while I've spent almost all my career managing contractors in some form or phase, it's been a long time since I was the contractor. You're on the other side of the fence. Yeah. I'm like, well, I would never work for Anheuser Busch again on a contract. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I'm just joking. But uh, yeah. you know, it's a, a d- different perspective, and I had to be sensitive to that yeah. coming in. You know, I had to learn how the industrial team managed projects. You know, yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know, eventually, it allowed me to bring in my process improvement wiring side of me yeah. and you know we mapped our division and started creating standards and <laughs> started trying to get everybody to to do things the same yep. instead of six different ways you mm. know 6 p.m six, six six project managers all got their own style and, yeah um so and I, I think it's team solid i think we're yeah moving the right way i think mm-hmm. you guys i mean just we, from the outside down the other side of the hall, it's like you guys did that. You could see a definite shift and uh, everybody kind of marching in the same step there. And uh, I mean, if nothing else, the revenue starts proving it too when the jobs start coming in and yeah. you know you start getting more work and start hiring more people. And um, yeah, yeah, so from from that perspective, I think it's it's spot on. Um, I think that's what's got me charged right now too. When you talk people is where we're at with our organization and where I'm at with my career and how do I build the enduring industrial division hmm. sustaining right you know what's that team going to look like here uh, that 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 to me is a goal I got one you know when I get to retire <laughs> I want to be able to say I I got that done yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's so uh, that's kind of cool so episode 2 now is Jeff who's near the end of his career, setting up uh, paths for all his people and and uh, growing his division so that he can ride off into the sunset and say, legacy, you know, I, I did something there. Same thing with me, but that was Laura last week. She's on the other end where she wants to be on the path in service to keep growing mm-hmm. it, keep doing it, and be a part of part of all that. So, um, you know, two two different leadership positions and two different leadership styles and two different leadership tenures. So it's, it's uh, you know, something for everybody there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, do you have any other questions? I was going to ask the, the question. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you this. You, you, you touched on it a little bit, um, the future of Warwick Industrial. Um, you know, what are you hoping that future looks like? Or do you have a vision for the next whatever yours is, five, seven, ten years, whatever it is, but um, something you could share that, that you know. Absolutely. Um, when, when I first started, uh, you know, our project's size was not real large. Um, I think JMAF job was probably one of the bigger ones at four million or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And yep. you know, now we just finished Tri-Doc 4. Yeah. 
the biggest, you know, <laughs> largest contract in history, right? Yeah. But, but so what do I see the future? Well, I see us being the dry dock four contractor. I see you know, we're gonna we're building combined heat and power plant right now. I see us being the, that that contractor. Yeah. I don't think we were there when I first came in. You know, right. we're doing a lot of work with our repeat customers. We're focused on the the steady flow that you know the which you still have. We still have, yeah. we still maintain, we yeah. still love, they're still yeah. core to us. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, want to be able to take on these larger, more complex. Yeah. I kind of get charged yeah. up about that. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Way more. You seen that? You've seen the project? Yeah, I, I was just thinking, man, I wish we had <laughs> another hour to talk about oh, yeah, some of these projects. Like, yeah. So just seeing yeah. like yeah. these pumps going yeah. into the, the size dry dock and pipe that, and the depth that they're there, going there's down. Big of, there's yeah. like a sedan, you yeah. know, that's a pump yeah. that goes yeah. down into a well that's how far down? It's like 80 feet underground. I mean, that's crazy. You know, I mean, and that's, do you, how many pumps in the... There's three pumps. I figured it out. They can, uh, they can drain a regulation swim pool in about a minute and a half. That's crazy. <laughs> what do you think about, I mean, it's a literal dry dock where you have to suck all the water out. You have to right. pump all the water out uh, and bring an aircraft carrier in. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think you bring the aircraft carrier in first. It's a little and easier it, that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you Boy Scouts. <laughs> Details. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the sea guy when it comes uh, to those. Those technical uh, people. Yeah. 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 But was, yeah, then, the, then, you know, you're, it's, I mean, it, and you know the size of an aircraft. It's like that's where we're running pipe, setting pipe, putting it down. It's just incredible. I was walking around one of the dry docks, not not that dry dock that you're talking about, but one of the ones here at Newport News Shipbuilding um, with one of your foremen, uh, John Lloyd, who mm -hmm. is just a the man. Uh, yeah, he's the man. Uh, he's, he's a genius and uh, just a heck of a guy. And we're walking around under one of these uh, aircraft carriers that had been brought in, and it's amazing how massive these ships are and um the distance do you know how the dry dock eight how um how many feet wide it is do you have any idea oh but it's huge it, i mean it's like yeah, a city block hundreds of feet yeah wide and they and so they feet long <laughs> uh, so they're they're mapping out how they're going to get this ship in um, and when they do, they discover that, um, this is how much, this is how close it's going to be. It's the USS Stennis. And, um, the, when they bring it in the, the valve handle, you know, the, the circular valve handle on the pipes that are on the side of the dry dock, mm -hmm. they're going to need to turn that valve handle in <laughs> because like, I don't know, the four and a half <laughs> inches of the <laughs> valve handle is actually going to interfere with the ship. I mean, that's how, that's how like, tight. yeah, that's how tight yeah. it is and how big, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's crazy. It's some crazy. of the operations that we get to see and get to be a part of. And so. I know that, that that's yeah been another big charge for me at Warwick. You know, I did beer for a lot of years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've done rail guns, dry docks, yeah, you know, yeah. submarine fixtures, yeah, yeah. just all yeah. sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah very neat, very neat. All right, so the one question we're going to ask all the guests. So you've probably heard this on the on Laura's if you were listening. Um, if you could go back in time and talk to that young Jeff Osterloh. And give them some advice <laughs> that you know now. 
uh, what might it be? One of my uh, sayings that stuck with me from Dr. Covey is, seek to understand before being understood. And I think as a youngster, I wasn't so focused on understanding. Mm. <laughs> I was more focused on what I was going to say. Everybody <laughs> understanding you, right? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. 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 I, I had one instance where uh, it was business resumption planning and it had all this overhead bureaucracy, piles of notebooks, laptop counts. I was just like, and this lady's presenting it. And instead of understanding, <laughs> I said, who created this stuff? <laughs> well, she did. <laughs> Didn't go over real well. So, yeah. So, oh, no. so, yeah. so that's yeah, important. Yeah. You know, listen yeah. to people. You yeah. know, disentangle the intent. That's another one of my favorite. Disentangle impact from intent. Mm. Yep. You know, yeah. wow. so many times I read an email, want to fire something back. Yeah. Or I hear something from you and I'm immediately on I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. Instead of saying, well, is that really what they meant? Yeah. You know, can I ask some questions? I love the, the 21 question thing. I, you know, that's great. I, I use that? it all the time. Don't just think you understand. Ask yeah. a question. And, yeah. you know, you may be five questions in, you think you know the answer. Keep asking. Keep okay. driving. And yeah. it really does work. Yeah, try not to make the assumption mm -hmm. that you know the answer. It's like just keep asking the question. Yeah. yeah. It's almost uh, like almost in, in sales, and uh, I have a good, uh, my best friend actually was a homicide detective, and he used to always say you would prove that that person is not a suspect. And so if you get to the point where you can't prove that he's not a suspect, then that person's probably a suspect. <laughs> you know, so you yeah. try your best yeah. to prove that they're not. Yep. And when you work on that, so it's the same thing with the 21 questions. It's like you have this assumption mm -hmm. that he came in here saying this, but I'm going to ask this, and I'm going to keep asking this. Mm -hmm. Could get to 21 and been right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that can happen. You know, but sometimes by the time you get a few questions in, you're like, oh, this isn't, yeah. this isn't what that person meant at all. You know, right. I've read it totally wrong. So. Um, for me, it helps me from jumping to a conclusion yeah. too quick. Yeah. Yeah. So um, someone that wants to – be at Warwick, be successful at Warwick, move up at Warwick in the in the industrial division. What's uh, what, uh, what 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 advice would you give somebody in in your group um, to to work for Jeff Osterloh? What's a what's some good advice? Live our values. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I think feel like technical skills are. A strength that we have as an organization. Uh, so the toolbox there is good. Yeah. It's, it's the people side. That's where you're going to succeed. Succeed. Yeah. Mm. Yep. That's great. Yeah. You, uh, for those that are listening that, that aren't familiar with the values, they're actually on the um, the show artwork. Yeah. It's our emblem, and yeah. they, um, there's values all around them, and the, the ones that are up top are the people and relationships. And, Yep. Mm -hmm. A lot of good values there. Yeah. So that's great. Um, coming to a close of time, uh, any last thoughts, Jeff? Anything else you want to say or haven't gotten a chance to say or would like people to know? No, I think I pretty well got everything I was thinking about covered. I just think uh, 
Go ahead and get the tequila out. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so what are your last thoughts, Evan? Well, I mean, on this episode, not ever. Just Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, thank you. I'm glad that these aren't my last <laughs> thoughts ever. <laughs> so, those friends, a homicide detective. I don't yeah, know. This yeah, gets, yeah. got dark. Um, but <laughs> you mentioned um, the first 90 days as mm -hmm. uh, I'm really uh, interested in that. Maybe if uh, Ron, we can put that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the link to that or, or information on that book. And it just reminds me about, uh, you know, at our company, it's, it's similar. It's not the first 90 days, but it's, um, it is at the 90 day mark when you get, uh, you get an invite from the, the president mm -hmm. of the company to come in and, he asks you, are we living up to our values? Right. Which I think is really, really cool. I mean, yeah. We get to brag a lot mm -hmm. on the company and there's a lot more we could say. Um, but that's just one of those, one of those things kind of goes to show that we, um, at Warwick take those values seriously. Cause, yeah. um, he's, and he, he really wants to know. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and yeah, I've had a lot of new employees that, um, I didn't even know he sat down with them. <laughs> right and then he he sends me the feedback and says mm -hmm. you know hey looks like you guys are doing okay this is what they said and and the employees are just floored by it yeah you know, especially when he's asking hey that guy jeff osterloh that hired you did did he keep all his promises in the first nine days did he tell mm -hmm. you anything and we didn't do it you know and i mean yeah he is an employee yeah. you're like wow you know that's you know and so i i think that's really cool and it is all based around the values and that yeah. that's just um you know, we we talked about this executive team numerous times, but it's not hard to make a decision at Warwick Mechanical Group because you just do what's right, right? I mean, it may hurt, and it may not feel good. You may lose money, but you're just going to do what's right, and that that makes it a lot as a leader. It makes your decisions a lot easier. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I do want to remind everybody: please share the podcast. Right, and I think can you give us five stars? Because I had a couple of people say I gave you five stars. I don't know if that was a joke now or if there really is. So what the? I don't. I don't know. We're we really are amateurs at this. <laughs> uh, I know that you can subscribe. So if you definitely if you will, subscribe, yeah, subscribe, yeah, please and, subscribe, uh, uh, and share uh, with. Yep. Yeah. And then in the show notes, we'll put the sponsor that you heard earlier in the program. Yep. So you know, if we mention any books or anything like that, we'll try to throw all those links in there. And um, and and uh, that'll that'll wrap us up for episode two. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Thanks for being here. All right. Thank you yeah. for twisting my arm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs>